To another DOS Game Club episode. This is uh, episode number 29, in which we've played Blood in uh, in March, right? So I'm Martijn, Tijn on the forums, and of course, with us as always is our co-host Florian. Almost always. Hi. Well, I, I think there's only one episode on which you're not, right? Well, that says it's not all one. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Please continue with the introduction. <laughs> well, uh, there's more people here, actually. Uh, there's also Tim, uh, also known as Spacefarer. I live what? again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on. Should have seen that one coming from at least one of us. It was actually pretty good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also joining us again is Anatoly. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> oh, I do. I, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, super super cool to have you on the show, guys. And uh, we're going to talk about blood, right? Yeah. So that should be good. Is this actually episode 29, Florian? I... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. I hope so. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah, it is okay. Okay, okay. The the the, the special episode that um, was probably posted a few days before this one is episode twenty eight. So this should be twenty. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we're running a little bit late because we played this in March. It was our big first person shooter month. Well, we started the show in March uh, with with Doom. So then we figured we might as well make it a tradition and play a, a first person shooter every every year in March. So. Uh, so last year we had Duke Nukem 3D, and this year we ran a poll and and Blood won, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're, so. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so, uh, let's let's dive into Blood. Yeah. Let's well, do not, it. Not literally. <laughs> well, no, no, no. <laughs> let's dive into the video game that is Blood. <laughs> Wow, 
This promises to be fun. Now, I would like to start with who suggested that we played this game. Although, like I said, it's we did it through a poll, so we had actually various games in the poll. But I think it was uh, DOS Game Club user Toasty, also known as Mike, who actually put it in the suggestion box. I I don't think he really knew what he was suggesting. I don't I don't think he had ever played it. Uh, he just wanted to check it out and it seemed interesting. Wow. So, yeah, it's kind of sad that he's not here, but he couldn't make it. But um, Well, you're welcome, Mike. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, thank you, Mike. And, uh, well, I hope you enjoyed it. So, I guess my question to you is, have, have you all played it before? I played it, uh, I can't remember when I played it. It was a few years ago and I played the first episode. Okay. And then started the second episode and I... <laughs> I'm honestly not sure how, how far I got because I think I got lost pretty easily. But we'll get onto that. Definitely. Um, yeah, this is not an easy game, is it? No. 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 <laughs> not yeah. at all. But um, you said you you only played the first episode a few years ago. So yeah. that's not when it came out. I mean, this game is from 97. So... so. I would have been two at the time. Yeah, probably not suited for a two-year-old, this uh, this game. No. no, no. Right. So, yeah, you just figured, let's check it out. I mean, what, what made you check out a 97 first-person shooter, like a few years ago? Um... I think, I think when I was around 10, I had a friend who was really into Doom, and so I, uh, I kind of... I, well, I didn't play Doom at the time, because I was a bit scared of mm. it. Um, but I was kind of interested... And I came across this game called Blood and I was like, hmm, that seems interesting. And I didn't play it for another like 10 years after that. (laughs) But when I did, it was very interesting. So my 10-year-old self was right about that. Yeah, probably not suited for a 10-year-old either, this game. Oh, that's who it's for. (laughs) Well, yeah. Like like 15-year-olds, really, because you have to have the skills developed. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was actually, uh, I think I was 14 years old when this game came out, and I was all over it. I mean, uh, yeah, I just played it right when it came out, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. And uh, I don't remember too much about it. At the time, I think I played with cheats on and stuff like that, so I didn't really even notice the difficulty. I was just into all the sick, weird stuff that was. <laughs> this game is like pouring in awfulness. Uh, yeah, it's it's the Mortal Kombat of FPSs. Ah, oh, yeah, that's a good one. I guess it is. It's very bloody. I guess it's a it's it's a bit more lighthearted though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there, there's very little in blood that I would find in any way gross or appalling it's all very cartoony yeah yeah it's all with uh how do you say that it's very b movie oh very yeah, yeah like definitely. like c or c or d <laughs> <laughs> so so florian did did you play it before well I, I tried it a few times but that was back when i was not that much interested into um in, in retro gaming yet so i didn't play it for very long but i have some limited experience with it right you you were aware of it I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but never really dove into it back then. Did you get a chance to to play it now? 
Yeah, I, I did, okay. obviously. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't talk about such a big game. Mm, right. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Also, we, we had some some nice multiplayer sessions. That was That's fun. true. Yeah, we should talk about that later. But uh, yeah, we actually had a, an IPX LAN thing going on with Blood. So uh, yeah, we totally did that. And it worked all right, didn't it? Yeah, so, no problems, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's cool. No major problems. <laughs> yeah. So, Anatoly, I, I suppose you also played it when it came out? or I, I have played it around the time when it came out. Yeah. Uh, I first came across it on a CD compilation of, uh, like, uh, game rips. Uh, <laughs> the the legacy. It, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was missing the cutscenes and the CD music, but everything else was intact. Yeah. And since then, I'm a big blood fan. I have it in a physical form in several versions, including boxed shareware and stuff. Wow. I love this game. This is probably probably my favorite DOS first-person shooter. Nice. It, it ranks very closely with Doom. I can, always, I can never decide if I like Doom 2 more or Blood more. They both have their own shortcomings, you know, in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Um, but Blood is is great. I, I love Blood. Uh, I, I play it regularly. Uh, so I didn't particularly play it in March, but I also I also played it in March a little bit of it. <laughs> right, you play it every March, but you also play it every yeah, month. I play so. it fairly often. I sometimes just load it up and just like uh, just run through like the second episode. It's it's a lot of fun to me. Uh, so yeah, I'm in 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 a sense I'm a, a blood veteran. Nice. Is there a specific reason that you go for the second episode? Uh, because the first episode is too hard. Oh. Uh, that's, 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 that's really just the set. I, I love, as much as I love the levels in the, in the first episode, if you're playing on any sort of a decent difficulty, it has that sort of thing where the levels are really well done and they're beautiful and they're very elaborate. But uh, it has that reverse uh, difficulty thing where like you're really scrounging around for ammo or... Any supplies, and until blood is not really blood, doesn't really become like a fun game until you've collected enough of weaponry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the first like several levels are really hard because of it, because like you have no <laughs> ammo and you have and you have to play yeah. very very defensively. And generally, you want to play very defensively in blood to begin with. But like to me, it's not fun. I love the train level. I I love the thing. I will probably like play like first level and maybe like teleport to the second level and play it but like i won't play the rest of the first episode if if i would just want to blow off some steam i'll put up the second episode right. instead oh that's interesting maybe we should explain the game a little bit i mean people might be listening who are not familiar with blood at all mm-hmm. you already said it's a first person shooter so i think that already explains a lot yes although this is a, a pre-Quake style first-person shooter, right? I mean, this is really it, it's specifically the build engine. So it's yeah. it's, it's if you play Duke Nukem 3D, it's a bit closer to that. Not as close to Duke Nukem 3D and some other build engine games, but uh, because its physics are, are are very different from any really first-person shooter, to be honest. Hmm. But yeah, it's that same sort of 90s, mid-90s FPS Duke Nukem formula where your protagonist talks a lot, uh, everything is very interactive, there's crazy weapons, crazy environments, crazy enemies. Very 90s. (laughs) Everything is very abstract and like every... Every movie, book, and animated film are quoted (laughs) uh, extensively. Yeah. And um, and it takes place, well, allegedly it takes place in, in 1929, right? Or 1928, uh, which does not make much sense, uh, g- given levels and weapons and quotes, but uh, it's, <laughs> awesome, you know, yeah. whatever. There's, there's actually a story to it. It's actually probably the first first-person shooter that I can remember 
that had an intro. Mm. Um, like you intro- mean like the the animated full motion video thing? Yeah, in the uh, beginning, yeah. like it has an intro, which also doesn't make sense if you didn't read the the manual, the read me, because you don't know who any of those people are. But it has one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's four people, I think, and they they're they're part of this cult, right? Yes, worshiping some kind of god. I have to look it up. Chernobog. He's called Chernobog, which yeah. actually in Slavic means black god, literally. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's um, kind of a trickster god, isn't it? Yeah. Traditionally. Well, c- c- kind of. So, yeah, you're, it, it's originally the story opens in like 1800s. And you're a gunslinger called Caleb, mm-hmm. voiced by uh, Stefan Waite, masterfully. Great, great voice. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, your girlfriend, Ophelia, brings him to this cult where you all worship this god. And as the opening cutscene unfolds, um, Chernobog says uh, that they upset him and he disavows them all. And everybody's sort of dragged to the sides by different creatures and Caleb is killed. But if you... Nothing in, in the game explains what happens next. But if you look in the readme or the manual, it says that in like 40 years time, Caleb is just so angry that he's dead that he just wills himself back into existence, basically. <laughs> wow. Uh, picks up. He, so Caleb is technically undead. Yeah, and uh, and so he and he just uh, rises up from the grave, and the cult at that point is already like a, a lot bigger mm. and more powerful, and Caleb just wants uh, revenge. Right. Yeah, because you start the game actually from a grave, don't you? Yes, you do. Yeah. With the great army of darkness quote. <laughs> <laughs> what What does he say? He says, "I live again." Ah. Well, I'm doing the ar- <laughs> I'm doing the Army of Darkness read, but like he, yeah. he the the actor Stephen Wade does a bit of a different reading of it. But right. Yeah, it, it uh, does it with more gravel in his throat, which mm. makes sense if he's been in a grave for five yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, great voice, and it's funny because like people always say, "Oh, Duke Nukem this, Duke Nukem that," but Duke Nukem honestly had like what like twenty lines total. Mm-hmm. It's very few lines readings there. If you try to unpack like a Blood RFF file, which actually has all the sounds in it, there are thousands of like files. Wow. And yeah. I think there's like hundreds, like a few hundred lines that, that Stephen Waite like uh, records because not only he has a variety of lines for everything, there's like just like 15 different things that he does when you just stand still and do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, he starts singing like a show tunes and stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. That's very 90s as well. I think that had a lot to do with the advent of the CD-ROM and just these, this massive capacity of storage they all of a sudden had. Yes, that's right. Because, because yeah, like that, uh, that Blood RFF file is like the size of almost the entirety of Duke 3D. <laughs> so exactly. It's, it's pretty large. Yeah. So they were just looking at this six, six, seven hundred megs they could fill and they were thinking, well, what can we put in here? And then, yeah, that's, that's how this stuff happens, I suppose. Um, also, to me, this is a keyboard-controlled game. I don't know if you guys play it with the keyboard. I mean, no. <laughs> well, later, it's like for to me, uh, Quake is the moment when all all of a sudden all first-person shooters are controlled with the mouse, and and Blood also totally supports m- uh, mouse control, right? Absolutely. Well, the weird old-school mouse controls, but yeah. also you need to use it. I mean, you're not going to get anywhere far in this game if you're just using the keyboard. <laughs> Well, on the lower difficulty by. levels, I think you can manage, but I guess I don't beyond, play lower beyond the second level, one or yeah, so. Yeah, this is this is this is a game of speed and skill and weapons management, as every good first-person shooter should be. 
And for this, you need the mouse. Right. By default, mouse is enabled and there's mouse settings in the control panel of inside the game, not even outside of the game as used to be common. You know, mm. back in the day, you have to rebind everything in the setup program. Yeah. Blood actually allows you to change some of the things in, right inside the game nicely. You can even change the resolution from inside the game, I think, which is, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen that on a DOS game before. GTA uh, did it. Oh, GTA. Well, it wasn't yes. on a menu. <laughs> But also Quake and a lot of a lot of games. Quake specifically had a you know like a. Remember, this game came out after Quake. I know yeah. it's technically an inferior technology, but <laughs> uh, kind of. I don't know. Uh, still, it looks nice. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen ninety-seven was a great year. It was also for, the for, last for year. <laughs> it was the last big year of DOS yeah. game. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, a, a very late DOS game. Yeah, is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. It it has the traditional episode structure, right? I mean, it's really... Of a shareware game. Exactly. Yeah. The same uh, three episodes. Is it three episodes? I think it's more, yeah. actually. Isn't it five? It's yeah. four. Four plus five plus Cryptic Passage. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's expansion. There's a lot of content in this game. A lot. Like, a lot. Yeah. Something with the episodes, though, is that they're not... In, in previous games, they've all been like nine levels each. This one... It varies, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Pretty wildly, too. The <laughs> third episode is really short. Yeah. Episode two's only got like five levels as well, hasn't it? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But it's also the best one, in yeah. my opinion. The levels are longer <laughs> as huh. well, aren't they? Yes, they are, yeah. And then by the time you get to like Dead Reckoning, it's impossible. <laughs> the game literally becomes impossible if you play any sort of skill, except <laughs> for like the, the beginner skill. Yeah. Is it is it one long story from each episode going into the next? Uh, yes, it's supposed to be, but like in any shooter of that time, levels are only loosely connected. Right. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. Like first episode is, of course, probably the best example of that, mm. where you can see the levels clearly connect. Like you take a train, you blow it up, and you crash into the carnival level, and you begin that level, you know, in the... In the train. In the in the train, yeah. In the level before that is the same way, and the level after that is the same. So, but not not the entirety of the game is no. like that, right? So, yeah, maybe maybe just dive into into what makes uh, like all the parts of the game, like the, the weapons, the enemies, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. If we start with the weapons, I think this is one of the first games that offer uh, alternative fire for every weapon, or yeah. is does every weapon have- almost every weapon? Yeah, I don't remember that really being a thing. At the time, it's it's a game that I think uses it. Uh, it I think it, it has happened before, and there are some Quake expansions with alternate fires and everything. And I mean, Shadow Warrior also did that mm-hmm. for some of the weapons, not all of the weapons. But in Blood, it's like it's an essential feature. Yeah, basically every mechanic in Blood is essentially essential feature, which is what I like about Blood. Blood really didn't bring anything new mm-hmm. to the genre. It really it's not remembered for its innovation, but it's remembered for its refinement of each of the elements. Specifically with weapons, you know, even as much as I love like stuff like I think Doom is very balanced, right? But you can go through the majority of Doom with a shotgun and a plasma gun and the chain gun, yeah. right? You just alternate between those three because you know what the effect is on all of the um, enemies. And the other weapons are kind of just there. Yeah. With blood, it's essential for you to learn how to use all the weapons and to be able to switch between them on the fly and use all of their firing modes uh, as appropriate just to survive. Yeah. Why, um, why can't you just play the game... Uh, 
with, say, a Tesla Cannon? Well, I mean, if you have, because <laughs> you're going to run out of ammo in right, that particular okay. case, but <laughs> it would be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, like you're, you're given limited resources and the enemies, all of the enemies are, well, first of all, let's, did anybody notice even that there's three types of attacks and three types of armor? That, I think, is a bit confusing. Yeah, I wasn't sure what the difference was. And now that one's called fire armor, but that was that was about it. Yeah, that's the only one I noticed as well. Yeah, so enemies can do bullet damage, for which bullet armor, your Lego armor, uh, is effective uh, more against. Uh, then fire, of course, fire damage. Those are your you know, fireballs and all that stuff. And, other, and uh, additional things, the electric stuff, I think, counts towards that as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's spirit armor, which is, uh, which is enemies can do magical attacks. And this is, you can also, that armor absorb them more efficiently. Um, One of the biggest things in blood, right, that you're going to be using a lot or you should be using a lot of is dynamite. Mm -hmm. It's probably one of the most effective weapons in the game, one of the most destructive. And the ones that you get from literally the first room, if you watch the demo, it shows you where the secret is. Uh, Blood has this sort of weird physics where, unlike many other shooters of the time, where the explosions aren't just uh, sort of radius cylinders, Mm. which sort of affect everything, but they're actually growing, exponentially growing, like actual balls of explosion. Um, And which you can see where where you can throw dynamite in the the middle of a crowd, everybody flies like in different directions. Mm. Um, And the alternate mode of the uh, dynamite is, you know, by default, you throw it in an arc and it blows up on contact. On the alternate fire, you light the fuse and the uh, dynamite will bounce off the walls, making it an effective weapon where you don't know where you're going in and so into the side of the room. You can bounce the dynamite off the wall into that room and then just watch, you know, corpses fly out. Ah, or around a corner, stuff like that. Yes. Well, that would have been useful to know before. So, like, it's it's essential. Just that itself is essential. Of course, the shotgun, a single shot versus unloading both barrels, which Caleb, as a gunslinger, very quickly reloads. You have uh, flare guns, right? Mm-hmm. Really cool, yeah. which you shoot to the enemies and they gradually deplete their health until they hit zero health and then the enemies catch fire. Yeah, and run around at you. Yeah. And run around screaming. That's super satisfying, the flare gun. But yeah. you can also, uh, alternate fire is shooting six, I think, flares at the same time in that sort of like big radius where if the enemies are low on health in that radius, they will all catch fire. So again, you have to sort of judge the situation. Uh, Tommy gun, good for sniping enemies, uh, very direct, weak attack. But then the alternate fire is sort of, that's the only one that I find somewhat useless. It's all like, essentially a panic mode where just (laughs) does the gangster spread (laughs) from side to side. Yeah, I found it rather useless. That, again, is is brilliant because you just go into a room screaming. I mean, it's it's more fun to do on stream than it is to actually play with. Yes, it's not very effective. But when you're panicking, and you were like back, you're just backing away. It's fun to do. Awesome, but impractical. Yes, and it's uh, sort of like all those things where you know there's a there's a rocket launcher with like alternative fire where it just fires off a lot of them. Yep. There's a Tesla cannon with a great uh, alternate fire which just clears the room essentially. But that was actually not in the original version of the game. That was got that got patched in later. Oh, really? It feels a bit out of place to me as well. Mm. Yeah, they sort of added it into with a plasma pack. Right. Uh, but it's a very powerful attack which you will need for that episode mm. for, for 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 Dead Reckoning because. It's awful. <laughs> um, but um, the, uh, what else you get? Uh, I miss, oh, I, the spray can. Yeah. There's a spray can, which is a great effective weapon, which is essentially a, a flare, very powerful uh, fire flare that will shoot through enemies too. 
So if you have like a line of enemies, zombies charging at you, you can just pull out. As long as you have the, you can just pull out the your 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 spray can and just spray them all with fire. As long as you have enough space to back out, yeah, from, back away from them. And the alternate fires, of course, you can use it as a grenade. Yeah, um, it was my favorite without... weapon as a teenager. I can tell you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the time when you you have this X deodorant spray thing, <laughs> and then this yes, is just course. exactly the same. So yeah, just setting it on fire. It's great. Did they, did they have aerosol spray in 1928? I'm not particularly sure. Uh, uh, well, they didn't because Caleb was stealing off throwing it around. <laughs> but, and uh, what else? There's the voodoo doll, which is, it's a cool sort of weapon. It's not fully realized, I think, yeah. where yeah. It, it sort of stuns the enemy and takes away their health, ignoring their armor, meaning it will affect all the enemies equally because some enemies are impervious to certain things like Hellhound's the most annoying enemy in episode three. Oh, yeah. Like an impervious to fire right i mean understandably so but uh and stuff like that so uh, wooded duel will sort of deal with everybody equally it will do massive amounts of damage to like lower enemies and stuff and there's an alternate attack where it will essentially kill the enemy directly that you're aiming at and will damage all the enemies around it but it will use all of your ammo Hmm. but i think the funniest thing about the wooded duel if there is no no target uh, in front of you, Caleb will just stab his finger instead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's very iconic so, weapon to me as well. It's really... Yeah. It is. Originally, if you look at the blood design documents, they wanted to do location-based damage, which they did in Blood 2, a game that shall never be mentioned because mm. it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also a magic staff, right? There is... Okay, so there is a... Oh, crap. Now, now I'm, I'm drawing the blank what it's actually called. But... Um, it also got uh, with the with additional uh, patch. It, it, its functionality got changed, hmm. but it actually sucks. So originally sucked the life out of your enemies and gave them to you. Yeah, I think it's called the yeah. life leech. The life leech. That's right. Yeah. But not only does it have an uh, alternative fire mode, where we'll just do like we'll just shoot across the room. Basically, uh, you can also drop it and use it as a turret. Oh, that's pretty um, cool. Wow. There's a special, there's a special key, which you can just run into the middle of a room with like a bunch of stone gargoyles, just drop it and run away. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah. And blood relies on your ability to switch between those weapons yeah. and moving because movement in blood is also very different. It's, it's kind of like other build games, but not really like you're very bouncy. You're super bouncy. You can and you jump as tall as any of the enemies. So you can easily just super Mario them. Basically, you just like <laughs> like you find yourself surrounded by a bunch of bloated butchers, and you just like jump on their heads, then jump somewhere higher, turn around, throw you know dynamite at them. Oh, wow. It feels great. It feels great to do it. But of course, yeah, that's why you need to master both movements and the weapons to enjoy blood right in uh, in the proper way. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also the same three categories weapons uh, as the armor, right? I mean, it's basically yes. physical damage and fire damage and magic damage. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, yeah, that's cool. It's balanced like that. Um, I, I checked some <laughs> nice trivia. I checked the aerosol spray patent and it was granted in 1927. Wow. Oh, so it All was right, available. they nailed it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yes. But actually, actually, Wikipedia says that um, the exact year 1928 was only retroactively set in Blood 2. So oh, oh, who knows? Right. Maybe they checked it also. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe they read Wikipedia. And thought, oh. <laughs> 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 well, when was Blood 2 released? I guess a uh, long time before uh, Wikipedia. The same time was Shogo, yeah, 98. Yeah. What, what was released? That game never existed. What am I talking about? <laughs> so there's weapons in the game. There's also a bunch of items. Yeah, there's a lot of items. Yeah, there's quite a lot, actually. 
I just saw someone adding some things to the notes. I'm not sure what all these mean. Does someone know what the items are? Well, Guns Akimbo is kind of obvious, isn't it? Yes. Guns Akimbo is pretty great. It's the most fun. It's, again, very impractical, but very fun. Oh, no, can... it is very practical. Yeah, but you get it, and then there's nothing around to shoot. So, it's... Well, yeah, you sort of have to... Yeah, it's it's for your repeated playthroughs, basically, when you know yeah. where it is, and, and you can just dive straight for it. And it only affects a handful of weapons, right? And it's only really effective with, uh, uh, well... Let's face it, with Tesla cannons, the most busted. Mm-hmm. But the, the, mostly you'll get, you know, two two shotguns. Yeah. It, basically, Guns Akimbo is a power-up. You pick it up and and only some of your weapons you'll be able to dual-wield at the same time uh, for a limited amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to reload the shotguns either when you've got it, which is a bit better. Right. Oh. And they usually give you one sometime around, like, a big crowded scene. So, like, you, if you know where it is, you can grab it and just, like, just un- unload it an insane amount of... As long as you have enough ammo to feed those guns. Like, yeah. Tommy guns also work and stuff like that, so... Uh, plasma guns as well, I think. The Tesla guns. The, yeah. the Tesla guns, yes. Tesla yeah. cannons. Uh, good luck with that ammo. And uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think you can get two napalm launchers as well. Huh. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. That's nice. It's a lot of fun as well getting getting it with the Tommy guns and just doing the alternate fire. <laughs> <laughs> you feel so badass. You don't hit anything, but you yeah, feel right. Like that's the thing about Tommy gun, uh, like alternate fire. It's it's really it's uh, it's not useful. <laughs> what does it do? The alternate fire of the of the Tommy gun exactly? It just does this, the gangster spread across the screen. Oh, yeah. right. It, just wave it, your gun it, around it, and it fire like, it. There's like a, yeah. like a sixty degree spread from one side to the other. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I see some other items in the list. There's a beast site. What what does that? Yeah, I got I got that a few times and I have no clue what it does. <laughs> and I totally please explain. It's night goggles. Right. You you just see in the dark. Oh, great. Mm. And does it reveal anything that you would Yeah. Like the the, the items light up. Uh, the items are, the items are at full bright. So it just becomes easier to spot them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Just, um, there's also a crystal sphere. Yeah. That's uh that's a uh, you actually encountered the first encounter it's in the secret uh, in the train area in the second level hmm. uh, of the game, it makes uh, enemy attacks bounce back into them. Right. That's cool. Yeah. That's handy. Yeah. I think uh, boots of jumping, I think very self-explanatory. You, you jump a lot higher, like a lot, a lot. Yeah. And those are actually, you can, these are not instantly uh, applicable. You can, you can uh, enable and disable them. Oh, yeah, which is handy. very medium, useful. Yeah. yeah. Like in Heretic. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Was it Heretic that did that? Yeah. That's an interesting design choice that some items do that and others don't. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I wish Guns Akimbo would do that as well. Yeah. Yeah, that would be useful. Yeah. And uh, Med Pack, I guess, well, that's a self-explanatory. It works just like in Duke. You combine it to a hotkey. And there is a, a life seed which uh, restores your life. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just your soul sphere. Yeah. There's also teleporters, right? I mean, you can't really pick those up, but they exist in the world as a... Uh, as a thing where you can walk into and then they're not they're not very common if i recall hmm. uh, they might show up more more often in the later episodes but i didn't really find very many of them hmm. certainly hmm. not as many as in doom no well yeah i also read on wikipedia i don't think i encountered any myself but i read on wikipedia there's combination locks that doesn't sound very shooty no there is no combination locks i can think of what why is never, it never never seen one? Why is that oh. in Wikipedia then? I think. Do you reckon it means because there's certain puzzles in the game, and we might get onto this later? Well, well, there is, there is, yeah. Like in in episode two, starting episode two, there are certain puzzles where you where you're shown three symbols, yeah, and then to exit, there's that thing where you have three doors and you have to 
first of all, punch in the three different symbols. But that's not uh, an item. That's, but that's, that's literally an object in the game. Yeah, yeah, but that's what they mean, I think. Yeah, that's totally what they mean. It's that thing. Did nobody get that far? You open the wrong door and you die? Uh, I just played the first episode. Oh. <laughs> and actually, now that you say it, I mean, it kind of makes sense. But to me, the, the first episode, it was really difficult. It so, is very difficult, yes. Yeah, but then I figured, well, the rest is just going to be more difficult. So, you know, <laughs> I never thought about the fact that maybe you have more weapons and more you're more capable in later episodes. So I mean they do get more difficult but for 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 more fair reasons. Yeah. I mean there's like yeah. episode 2 level 1 like the the boat level which I love like has an insane amount of enemies right at the beginning. Mm. But mm. but you already have like a bunch of weapons right at the get go and uh yeah they're, they're more generous with their pickups and stuff. And plus at this point you should be already better skilled so Yeah. 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 Well that is good to hear because actually that's my main complaint of this game is just you don't get a lot of weapons and a lot of ammo, which to me, it doesn't feel like a shooter half of the time because you're not actually shooting because you just, you have nothing to shoot with. <laughs> yeah, you have to be very conservative. Yeah, you, you are, yeah, the first few levels were played very defensively. G- generally, almost the entirety of the first episode, like, well, at least half of it. Yeah. Uh, you have to play very, very defensively. But a lot of stabbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the pitchfork, right? Uh, yes, a lot of stabbing. But you st- again, you still like, here's the thing, like, don't waste your ammo. Mm. And it's the thing, like, like why shoot a zombie mul- with multiple flares? Shoot him with one flare, then just keep stabbing him until he catches fire you know yeah. like mm. it's it's that sort of stuff but of course you need to do that because there's like there's a ton of different enemies yeah. Uh, yeah in this game and they're very much affected by which difficulty you played on so i'm gonna ask who who played justin dos box i did is it everybody no yeah i think most people did or maybe i don't uh, know i i didn't <laughs> okay <laughs> this time i did actually yeah, didn't you play it on your real hardware, uh, Florian? Yeah, for a short while, but then I couldn't play at home, so... That's that's actually better, because Dustbox sadly introduces a few timing bugs to it, like like hands are almost impossible to get off and in Dustbox and stuff, huh. uh, huh. um, which are not... But there's two ports, right, right now. Yeah. At, at the time of this recording, there's two ports. Uh, one is called Blood GDX. Mm. Uh, which is done in Java, but now it's bundled with uh, Java. Oh, I'm sorry, it's got renamed. It's called Build GDX because it now supports multiple games, oh. such as William Shatner's Tech War and, <laughs> uh, and uh, Redneck Rampage and um, Witch Haven. Oh, cool! It's it's based it's based partial on reverse engineering and uh, the sources of the leaked Blood Alpha. Okay, so it's not exactly accurate, but it's it's fun to play and has fully functional like multiplayer over the internet and local. Nice, which is very easy to set up. Multiplayer in Blood is really good. Yeah. Original game has this weird difficulty bug mm-hmm. where if you save and reload on the same level, it will shift the difficulty of the enemies because the difficulty in Blood doesn't work the same way as as many other shooters where it just, you know, basically in old first-person shooters, uh, mainly if you pick the difficulty level, it would, it would have more enemies in predefined spots, right? Yeah. In Blood, the damage system got altered. On the easier difficulties, you deal more damage and monsters deal less. Yeah. As long as some of them are slightly slower on lower difficulties and slightly faster on higher ones. Basically, Blood's default difficulty is like the hardest in an average shooter. Mm -hmm. And in so much so where like on the lowest difficulty, the cultists just shoot at you. 
on the second difficulty level and in the default they throw sticks of dynamite. They have yep. an explosive ranged attack mm. and on anything below that they throw bundles of dynamite at you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Blood is a very hard game. Yeah, and and the bug doesn't help, you know. The... If you're playing on lowest difficulty and then you reload, that will uh, make all the enemy attacks are the same as on the most highest difficulty. Yeah. Oh. So... You don't ever want to do that, basically. You you really want to save like before pulling the exit switch. Yeah. In the original Dust version, it never got fixed. It was known. It's a known bug. Uh-huh. Um. So I'm not sure why that happened. Well, it is fixed in the in the ports, right? I mean, it's fixed in the ports, obviously. Yeah. And there's another commercial release coming. Oh, I didn't mention the second source port. It's called N Blood. Yeah, that's the one I played. It's completely based on reverse engineered uh, blood, and uh, it's worked back into mm-hmm. Eduke 32. Yeah, kind of, and it's portably is very accurate. I played through third episode with it. Mm-hmm. It seems very accurate, hmm. uh, a lot much more than Blood GDX, but it still has a few issues being worked out. Right, latest update was very recently and did fix a bunch, a bunch of those issues. Yeah, for me, yeah. but I'm sure there's more. It's very, it's very recent. Yeah, and like I said, there's a commercial re-release from Night Dive Studio coming sometime soon, which will be based on. The work done by this guy, Kaiser. Okay. Who's done a lot of reverse engineering for Turok and uh, Power Slave and everything. But it will also not be direct source ported. It's reverse engineered hmm. and ported on that, on Kaiser's engine. Yeah. Um, okay. Kaiser's kind of a veteran of the Doom community. I seem to recall that name. Pretty much. He, uh, Z Doom, yeah. he also, he's the one who ported the Doom 64 uh, right, yeah, that's the way. S- same, same way. Yeah. It's reverse engineered and ported on his own engine. Right. So. Um, Genius. Now that we're talking about technical stuff, maybe we should just talk about uh, the technical stuff in this game and how it came to be and and things like that. Mm -hmm. We already mentioned it's a build engine game, right? So that Mm -hmm. means it's running on the Ken Silverman uh, build engine that was developed originally for Apogee, right? Or for 3D Realms? Yeah. Yeah. And it's also one of the earliest announced games. If you look at the ads from early 95, uh, 3D Realms at that time, was going to publish Duke Nukem 3D. Mm-hmm. Shadow Warrior was already announced. Uh, Blood was at that time called Horror 3D. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, also uh, Power Slave was also announced by the name, which at the time was known as Ruins. Okay. Uh, funnily enough, they only ended up publishing two of those, and the other two teams ended up splitting up and going on their own. Ah. I read that the game was originally developed by a thing called Q Studios. Well, yes. Like they said, it's Apogee basically sponsored those other teams. They weren't in them in the same yeah. location. I believe Q Studios was in um, San Diego. I don't know. Uh, well, Apogee was in Texas. Right. Yeah, so they they worked on it for until about like 96 or something like that. Yeah. And they had a lot of disagreements. You can actually read the entire letter that got leaked with the Blood Alpha. Okay. Where they sort of talk about how Ken Silverman is unresponsive and they're they're hooking in their own systems in place, which is why it's so different from Duke 3D. Huh. It didn't come afterwards. So like it, it, it's physics and it's sort of its map and even its sound system are completely different from, uh, from Duke's. Yeah. So basically they ended up putting some money in and uh, they bought themselves out from under 3D Realm slash Apogee. Yeah. And uh, Monolith was a company that was established by their friends who were originally all, I think, Q-Studio members as well. Okay. Uh, like, Well, it was sort of like they, they started out together. And so they just basically 
reintegrated back in and uh, within the next like year finished Blood and released it. Yeah. With GT, GT Interactive at the time. Remember how big GT Interactive was? They published literally everything. Well, they published Doom and... Well, everything think- physical at the time GT Interactive basically <laughs> published. I mean, it's an insane amount of... And it's weird to think how fast they went under yeah. Uh, yeah, later on. Totally. But, like they were a massive publisher. Yeah. I read that that publishing Doom made them grow... 880% in one year. I uh, would imagine so. That's so, ridiculous. But yeah. I guess that's just what happens then. It's just uh, so many new people in and no one's... In- exactly. But it's also at the time where you the companies go from like three people in the basement yeah. to an actual company. Exactly. Like, within yeah. like no time whatsoever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you mentioned Monolith. That was the eventual developer that released the game, right? Yes. It's only Monolith's second game. The first one is from 94, called Mabus. Never heard of it. I have never heard of this game in my life. It's pretty It's pretty terrible, but actually they also have Microman. Okay. Microman wasn't published under Monolith, but the, the guy who is one of the guys who established Monolith did this very early uh, Windows 3.1 GDI platformer, shareware platformer. Wow. And also did Monolith, Monolith CD. They actually were like a technology company. They were selling... Hmm compression and all that stuff. There's stuff from like 1995, I think. You can find Monolith CD, which is just a bunch of demos for DOS and Windows hmm. with video, 3D, and all kinds of sort of like, like, look what we can do. There's a whole CD full of like, hire us, please, uh, sort of uh, kind of thing. Right. But Blood is only the second game that was really released with their name on it. Like Pretty much. Yeah. We made a game. Here it is. So yeah, actually, um, there there are lots of veterans who've worked on this game. I I was looking at a list. I didn't really know a lot of these people, but the the lead programmer, for example, is Nicholas Newert. Mm-hmm. And when you click his name on Moby Games, there's like a ton of games he worked on. He worked on well, he went on he went on to work on a lot of stuff. Yeah, but also before he worked on Dark Sun, Shattered Lands, and mm-hmm. and the Buck Rogers game, and just stuff. The the Microsoft Flight Simulator worked on that. What? Goodness. Uh, so he's got quite the pedigree. Yeah, and that's true for more for more people on the team. Uh, this guy Peter Freeze was a a programmer. He also worked on Gabriel Knight, and he worked on Load Runner. So yeah, it seems like these guys were all. Either they already were veterans or they later just kept on working in the, in oh, the yeah. video game industry. Well, they clearly had the knowledge and that kind of explains the technical... Um... Exactly. And, and Monolith also became sort of a, a big name for, for a bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they had a few missteps as well, but they also created quite a few uh, well-remembered products. Totally. Well, they, you mentioned Shogo. That's another game they made. Oh yeah, it's terrible. But, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's but it's a sort of famous game, right? I mean, uh, people... hopefully, it's ter- it's famous for how. Ter- well, it was like at the time where like Americans trying to do anime. It was the same year, Sip yeah. ter- Terra Core, and both of those attempts are, <clears throat> um, well, questionable to say the least. Right. But well, if I mean famously went on to do uh, Fear series. Yeah, that's later. But first they made Gorky Seventeen, which I also think is sort of famous game. Gorky Seventeen is famous in Eastern Europe. It's well beloved. Yeah. Uh, I, I had 
part like of a, it. I'm not from Eastern Europe, but uh, I read about <laughs> it in the magazines. I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a cool game. Uh, did they actually do it? Yeah. Did they? Uh, did they? I assure you, they didn't adapt it. Uh, I don't remember any of those people working. Listen, I I have a computer right in front of me, but I refuse to Google. <laughs> uh, but they did a lot. Uh, the Matrix Online, I think, was also them. Yeah, I think it was maybe published by Monolith and actually developed by some Polish developer. I think you might be uh, thinking of Gorky Seventeen. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it, it feels like Gorky Seventeen is a is a Polish game. It really yeah, does, just in stylistically. Yeah. So, but they did a lot of things. Monolith did a lot of things. They also made um, No One Lives Forever. Uh, yes, that's a great. That's a great yeah, game. That's a classic. That's awesome. I love that game when it came out. And of course, they made their own engine, that Lith uh, Tech engine, which originally was used in Shogo and Blood Two, which didn't it didn't look great. At, at the mm. time, it looked pretty bad, even at <laughs> right. the time. But it went on okay. to be used in a lot of games, not just in house, but also licensed. And like, it got yeah. used like in a billion and a half, like bargain bin first person shooters that you would find like in the middle <laughs> 2000s and like Best Buy for like 99 yeah. cents. For some reason, all of them were like ran on like Lith Tech. Yeah, yeah. Then something I've just remembered is that Monolith were sort of involved in one of the first digital distribution platforms for PC called Real Arcade. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Developed a few games for them. Wow! Uh, I don't know if they were the ones behind it or whether they were just sort of in a deal with them. But quite a few of the games on that platform, including an obscure one called Tex Atomics Big Bot Battles, which is a ridiculous <laughs> title, um, were developed exclusively for that platform. Oh. So there you go. They have some lost games, and that's pre Steam, right? Oh yeah. Yes, yes. Very, very. Steam. I think it was 1999 it came came along. Wow. Uh, and it was really bad. That's, that's too early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was ahead of its time. Yeah, let's let's call it that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they're a cool company. So, and they're they're technically still around, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not any of the same people anymore, I don't think, but Well, no. Well, the, didn't the they just publish is... something a couple of years ago? Yeah. Well, I mean, develop, I mean, they don't publish well, anymore, obviously. What I read is that in 2004 they became a part of Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, that's the whole Matrix Online thingy. Yeah, and that's I think that's also when they uh, released Fear. Yeah, uh, that's I think that's one of the first games they released as part of Warner. That's a great game, by the way. Yeah, I don't know if everybody played it. First Fear is great. Yeah, yeah, I remember the advertisements for that. It looked amazing. Uh, also, the expansions are great, in my opinion. Mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think one of the last games they made was uh, Shadow of Mordor. The, um... Yeah, that's like a few years ago, right? Or am mm-hmm. I just... Yeah. Uh, it, does the passage yeah. of time is so like weird to me now that it turned out that it's like 10 years ago <laughs> and I just don't know? Well, I, I live in the 90s. I don't know. I mean, everything is... Re- F- five years it appears. Okay. So, yeah. so that's, Not fe- that's fairly recent. Yeah. They made Shadow of War as well, I think, which was even more recent than that. Uh, okay. So they are still technically going. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think they s- sort of still are around. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, and we mentioned the publisher GT Interactive, which was you know huge and crazy, and then it it kind of imploded, right? I mean, they grew. It was the same thing. It got bought out and and then shut down. It's one of those like video game big corporate meat grinders of the early two thousands, where like everybody was making those deals and then like yeah. not having money and then shutting shutting yeah. everybody down yeah i think mm. i think in 93 they they uh published doom and they grew and they were really cool but by 1999 they were renamed to infogrames and then they, well, were, they were, bought, you were they were bought by infogrames so infogrames yeah. is this ja- and then infogrames of course became atari and uh, exactly <laughs> but but like gt interactive published everything they didn't publish doom in 93 in 93 id software published doom 
Uh, GT Interactive yeah, okay. published the uh, published the retail versions of Neo. Remember, Doom didn't exist in retail in 1993. You right. only could get it directly, which is why they they have all the. That's why Carmack and Romero and like the other four, four guys that did software were all buying expensive cars because it was making them like hundred hundred thousands of dollars like a week. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Um, but yeah, but then of course the retail deals come, and GT Interactive was like, oh, we can sell those games in Walmart. Uh-huh. And that was their thing, basically. Right. Exactly. They were selling games to mostly Walmart. Was the original three-episode Doom ever released at retail, or was it just the Ultimate Doom? Uh, just the Ultimate Doom. Yeah. Right. Okay. But that was them. That was that was GT Interactive. The reason Ultimate Doom exists is so they can push it in retail, and that was all GT Interactive thing. Mm. And GT Interactive literally released everything. Like pick up any late '90s release of anything <laughs> that wasn't like an established, you know, like uh, self-publishing brand, like not an SSI, not you know, any not, not the EA. Not anything, but like GT Interactive, like was a big chunk of that market. Yeah, and now they're dead. They're gone. So. They're long gone. Yeah, rip. So yeah, is are there any notable people we should mention? You already mentioned the the voiceover guy. He's not particularly notable because he doesn't have that many credits. I mean, he's mostly does uh, video games. He doesn't even have like that many cartoons. But mm. I think his performance just stands out so much. I mean, he he's so good in that. Even like, you know, doing the same thing as Duke Nukem did, which is basically quoting lines from, from Evil Dead movies. But like <laughs> the range, first of all, the range of references in Blood is pretty amazing. It goes from like literature to show tunes to, uh, uh, you know, Shakespeare. Yeah. He goes all yeah, like, out, how damn spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, and all that stuff. And of course, it's also all done with quotes from, again, Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, uh, from everything. I mean, here's Johnny. Um, (laughs) And then stuff that's not from movies either, like that's the original lines. That guy just nails it. So I don't think he's notable, but I think he he deserves recognition for that um, performance. Yeah, did a great job. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know what really strikes me? Just how many people worked on this game? Because we, we've we looked at the credits of several DOS games before, and it's often it's, you know, six people made this game or ten people made this game, and it's like these super small teams. But that that's not the case for Blood at all. I mean, if you look at Moby... Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's really... But it's mostly a team of like 10, 10 11 people, but there's other people who touched it throughout the years just mm. because of its long development cycle. Right. Well, actually, that's funny that you mentioned that because uh, it was in development for a long time until it was eventually released. But once it was released, then, you know, the expansions were right up up there. The the sequel was a year later already. So, yeah, they should have taken more time. (laughs) (laughs) But when researching this, I I was thinking to myself, wow, these guys, they really worked fast. You know, I mean, this game was released in what, May of 97, something like that. And there there was Claw in between, remember? Yeah. Oh, Claw is Claw is great. Okay. Claw actually still plays really well. I just played it like last year. Mm. Yeah. But then by June, they already had the first expansion out. And September is when the Plasma Pack got released. And in 88, the year later, already the sequel was in the stores. So yeah, yeah, they wanted to keep the blood flowing. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's very good. Um, (laughs) So yeah, big team. I, I feel this is the transition, you know, from these games that were made by a bunch of nerds in a shed to the real AAA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Well, compare with the other, like, sort of uh, game with long development cycle at the same time, like Half-Life, right? Yeah. That's, that also has a fairly large uh, amount of people for the time. Totally. Working on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is more in that, well, it's, the, the landscape is changing. You notice that when you uh, 
It is right around that time because yeah, ninety eight is essentially when when then the industry changed yeah completely right exactly. So yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, speaking of technology, I think we should talk about the graphics a little bit. I mean, graphics in this game are really good. Mm. What I noticed right away is just how insanely high the resolution goes up. Yeah, yeah, well, it's it, yeah. However, the assets themselves are not higher than your average build engine game at the time. In fact, Redneck Rampage that came out the same year that targeted this VGA and had all the it, that that game has the largest sizes of anything of the out of the build engine game. Okay. Um, Blood does not. However, Blood makes up for it with an amazing level of detail. Mm. I mean, like the system requirements for a build game are actually pretty high on Blood. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're going to play on any decent difficulty, which has lots of enemies on screen at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's so much on the walls, the different textures and stuff. It just like it's it's crazy how much care is put into details in the levels and blood yeah it's 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 quite it's it's quite something yeah and and i feel that well d thing is um the um, the voxel object stuff right i mean ah uh, who cares <laughs> <laughs> everybody makes it like i love voxel games but like the the five voxel objects in 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 build first person shooters don't really impress me and you can disable them if you set the detail to the lowest in the settings they just change into sprites ah right um I was uh, still kind of amazed. I mean, the, I mean, the, I guess it's just like the the pickups, the like four or five objects of scenery, the gravestone, the cross, yeah. and uh, I don't know if I can name any more. <laughs> to be honest with you, it's literally so few. <laughs> That's all that I can think of as well. Yeah. At least they didn't yeah. go overboard with it. But it was still pretty cool. Just just wandering around them for the first time. It was. Yeah. I was impressed. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I think the I think the pickups look good in voxels, like sh- the rotating shotguns and stuff, and like yeah. all that stuff is pretty cool. It was novel, but they're not really in there for anything. I mean, I, I like its floor over floor, and if you only play the first episode, it's not really displayed much. But in the second episode, right in the first level, you are in a boat which has an opening on the top where a crate is lowered on a chain, and you can just jump through. Yeah, nice. Um, uh, and stuff. So like, it's it, it starts using floor over floor a lot more. Although the floor over floor, I think in Shadow Warrior is slightly more impressive. Hmm. Um, but it's still there, uh, and it works fairly seamlessly. But its technology is not that much different of any like late build engine game. No, and like you said, the game came out after Quake, so. It wasn't impressive in terms of tech anyway. Yeah, I mean, but it's like Quake. I, as much as I love Quake, I mean, Quake is like, looks like, you know, like everything is a brown castle, right? <laughs> like <laughs> in Blood, there are levels that takes place. Like I, not, I don't know if any of you made it this far, but there's levels that's like, takes place like inside a living creature sort of. Wow. It's, uh, and they're all just, you know, like haunted hotel uh, or like... A, a, that flipping hotel. Yeah, the, the, yeah that, that's the one where like, oh man, you, I need what? How many keys? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I was lost in that damn hotel. Yeah, Blood, Blood also has, a, a, unlike many standard first-person shooters, three or f- maybe four keys, Blood thought it was too little and some levels require six keys and wow you mean like literal keys just little keys up? to open yeah. the doors yes right yeah yeah mm-hmm. they went a little bit overboard with that <laughs> especially in that hotel but that hotel is great and it's a gigantic level that you'll spend like three hours on the first time playing yeah it's, I, I love the design of it and all the pictures on the walls and everything i mean there's an amazing amount of care put into which yeah. you couldn't do with like very highly demanding polygonal 
engine like Quake at the time, yeah. right? So, mm. but with sprites, you know, computers got really, yeah. really fast. You can just slap those textures all over the place, and but they, they look great, and everything blows yeah. up. Of course, it's a build engine game, so everything blows up into like <laughs> tiny bits. Yeah, that was super satisfying. Personally, I never really liked those early 3D games that much. I mean, to me, the sprite stuff, the the, the resolution got higher, and it just got more detailed, and it looked better. And then all of a sudden you were looking at these, you know, three shape polygon things. I was like, what? How is <laughs> right, this it looks an like Everything was made out of like three, three yeah. crates, basically. Yeah. Like, like, that's, I mean, I love Quake. I think the designs are great and everything. I think it's a great game, uh, mostly. Uh, but yeah, like I can, I only like its graphics, I guess, in retrospect. Yeah. Uh, because I appreciate its technical accomplishments. And I think it did really, it's very Lovecraft and very dark, very moody. And those designs for those monsters, like the ogre is like really cool and stuff like that and the shambler and stuff, even though they don't have any polygons, but like compared to like a build engine game at the time, which was like all colorful and just like. All kinds of crazy shit goes on and like big open spaces and stuff. And that's the thing that you could do with that sort of engine. You couldn't do other things. They're, they each have their own advantages and disadvantages. And I think in any of those games used the advantages of each of the technologies to, to make a better game, essentially. You can't really compare them. They're different. Okay. Yeah. So that's the graphics, I guess. Is there anything notable about the sound in this game? I mean, the music is pretty cool, I think. It's like atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends which, which like, because there's two soundtracks, right? You can choose between the CD soundtrack and the MIDI soundtrack. Right. And actually, a lot of people prefer the MIDI soundtrack because it doesn't have any like additional sound effects that got added in. Mm. Uh, they're sort of remixed. Uh, they're not exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but I actually prefer the CD soundtrack. I think it's creepy. I think it's cool. Yeah, uh, but I'm in, I know I'm in the minority on it amongst the blood community. Hmm. It's very ambient, most of the soundtrack, isn't it? Yeah, uh, kind of. I mean, there's a couple of tracks that just have like melodies in between the sound effects, but yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. stuff that's that's like flat out music. Mm. There's also lots of of background stuff going on in the sound, right? And there are objects that you can interact with that create weird sounds. Like there's, I think in somewhere in episode one, there's a record player. Yes, that's when you enable yes. it, it just plays screams all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you, and you cannot turn it yeah, off again. Like a yeah, that was, that was horrible. But, but it's, it's <laughs> appropriate. But it's horrible. the same sound that plays when you finish the level too. Yeah, <laughs> I think the enemies make some very distinctive sounds, like the cultists yes. who shout all the faux Latin at you. It's brilliant. And there's some other stuff. Uh, <laughs> they don't shut up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's great. They all like so much of it too. The uh, the evil dead hands uh, that go, I'll swallow your soul. Yeah, which yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. have to like, you, you have to like smash the use key to throw them off of you. The uh, I love the bloated butchers. Yeah, yeah. The, the uh, like the uh, sort of like the rotting. It's probably my favorite visually mm. enemy. And they all, most of I think almost all of the enemies are digitized puppets. All right, um, awesome. And unlike unlike let's say in Doom where they were digitized in black and white. And then painted over, right? Not all of the enemies in Doom are like that, but like the four enemies in Doom that are also puppets. Are, they're painted over. These are actually captured with their actual textures and stuff. And you can tell yeah. they have that handmade quality to them. And those bloated butchers with like white eyes, open mouths, and like bleeding. Like they're wearing those wife beaters and they're fat <laughs> and they're bald. And they have like a spitting attack and the cleaver attack. And they like walk around and go like, join us, join oh, us. Oh, they actually said something. I thought they were just moaning. No, it's like, join us. And, wah, wah, wah. and like, uh, speaking of sound design, zombies get up, right? And mm. you, you can tell it by, they have two distinct 
uh, two distinct uh, screens. Yeah. yeah, one yeah. for not quite dead and one for dead. And of course, when they're dead, their heads pop off and right. you can, you can mm-hmm. kick them. Yep. And there's this uh, oh, yeah. moment at the, at the carnival level, which kick in physics actually, like they really arc the head. So it's really hard to aim, but there's this moment in the carnival with the, with the one of the uh, attractions is like this mouth that opens and closes yeah. slowly. And if you get three heads in there, it opens a, a bonus with the, with the life seed. Right. Uh, great stuff. Yeah. But like you said, I mean, the, um, what's really the center of the audio, that's just Caleb's voice. Yes. Yes. So absolutely. Yeah, that's like the classic uh ninety. It's so good. Yeah. And it's I funny because Jojo. because you Yeah, Jojo. Jojo Jojo. That's all folks. Uh just that was brilliant. Ophelia. Show yourself. Who who got to the first boss? Show yourself. Sleep, Ophelia. Anything. Any of the bosses things like hey Shibich, let's go. Yeah. Uh, sorry, old friend. Oh, now Flipping I'm getting out. into a Caleb bow. I, I can do it for. I think after like five minutes, I can do a pretty good impression. But, uh, but the thing is, since Duke Nukem 3D was discussed on the show last year, right? And I've listened to that episode and mm-hmm. stuff. I ha- I do have to point out that it's weird that out of all the three sort of like the three big. I'm not even going to bring Redneck Rampage into this, but because uh, mm. that's its own basically thing, and yeah. they do it. They do it that quite intentionally, but like. If you take the Duke Nukem 3D Shadow Warrior and Blood, right, mm-hmm. as a horror, as a as a sort of martial arts and and action sort of staples that they try to, I guess, spoof, but in a way they just end up referencing a lot. It's not really a parody in any way. Mm-hmm. Blood is the one that aged the best, just because mm-hmm. it didn't have, uh, um, you know, like. Duke Nukem 3D, I think, is kind of innocent, but it's the later Duke games that make you re-examine that character right. a lot. Yeah. It just, there's just not much to it originally. He only just did like 10 movie quotes, basically. Uh, so like it, it's it's hard to see like some extreme elements that that character became known for later. <laughs> uh, Shadow Warrior, yikes. Uh, <laughs> That's like a good big, way to describe it. Big, big, big fucking yikes on that one, yeah. Yeah, you, it's, you, uh, you don't think the Asian accent holds up? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just the Asian accent. It's like it's it's like goes beyond like that Father Ted moment. Yeah. Like it's I mean like literally I I I've I've shamed yeah. of of just hearing some of the stuff in, in Shadow Warrior. But Blood yeah. uh does the par- it actually does parody a lot of stuff. Yes. There's all those like visual references like what's that Fortunato's uh, uh Amontillado bar and like all the, all this other stuff. So it does some parody stuff. And it does the quotes, and it really, and again, like it's supposed to be this violent, bloody game, but it's so cartoony. None of it actually comes off as anything, well, really either horrific or or actually violent. I don't know. Mm. The the hotel had some moments. It's kind of well, hotel is like very creepy, right? Because like, yeah, it has the ghost. It has the specters flying at you. Oh, them specters! It's flipping just, hell! It's fine they, if you have a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, no, but they just make the most <laughs> irritating sound. That's the He's worst like, sound in the game. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but still not as bad as the hellhounds. Not the sound wise, but that's to me one of the most annoying enemies is uh, are the hellhounds. Because they, I don't just, know. they, they take par. a million hits and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and they're just so annoying. But either way, I think out of those three games, Blood by far aged the best in, in its tone mm-hmm. specifically. And that's actually pretty interesting because um those game club member uh, Richard, also known as uh, Pix. He he posted a bunch of uh, magazine scans of reviews from 97, from when the game actually came out. And, well, 
I'm not sure if this is true across the board, but I'm looking at the August issue of PC Format right here, August 97, and they're reviewing Blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not good. It's uh, they, They're giving it a 6.2, 62%. Oh, dear. At the time, I think a lot of people did that for other build engine games and games like that because there was a big technological chase. Mm. Yeah. And I think for many, especially reviewers, it was hard to take on. But the game was successful. I mean, it's mm. like, uh, not critically maybe, but I mean, in retrospect, I think it's also very successful and well-remembered as we now know. Mm-hmm. But it didn't do particularly well, I remember. There's a similar review from a German magazine that was, I think, best-selling at that time. And they go a bit more into detail what they didn't like. They say, presentation, bad. Features, average. Depth, average. Comfort, bad. Multiplayer, bad. Comfort. And they gave it... Yes, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. It's a very, very comfortable game. <laughs> which is which is funny because all of those things are actually pretty fucking good. What's not good is it's difficult to curve. Yeah, and not only bad. I just say I can. It took me like at least a good decade to actually be good at blood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I love it now just because I can play it without stressing too much. Like just because yeah. I know how to approach it. I'm so familiar with the mechanics, controls. I can lay them out the way I like them. Um. Playing Blood in 1997, you know, is fairly merciless, even if you're really good at first-person shooters. But that's what I love about it. Like, if you're really good at first-person yeah. shooters, this is a game for you because it will test It will test your skills. <laughs> and if you think you're really good at first-person shooters and you've never played Blood, play Blood and it will prove you probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, again, it's very satisfying to to master it, to yeah. to actually be good at it, uh, just because, you know, no, no other FPS will test you as much as Blood does. Mm, but that's, I think that's hard for those reviewers. I mean... Well, of uh, course, yes. Yeah, how how much do you think they played it? Like maybe, you know, four hours, six hours? And- yeah, but I also like don't agree with bad presentation. So yeah, it's, it's it was a bit what it was a year behind at, at the time. What, it, in, it's nothing. I know it's at the time where like everything was obsolete like three months in. But yeah. but like the presentation of Blood is is beautiful. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's marvelous. And... So is really everything else. Deathmatch, bad. Like, Deathmatch is amazing in Blood. I, I'm actually upset that mm. it came so late that nobody actually got to play the Bloodbath. Uh, mm. But I am hoping, because I'm I'm in charge of some of the programming for the local Retro Gaming Expo mm. here uh, on Long Island uh, at the end of the summer. And I'm actually hoping to convince the people who are responsible for the LAN area to put Blood GDX on those machines so awesome. so, so people could play like easy Bloodbath yeah. because it's really funny. Ah. Especially those that area where that's a soccer area <laughs> with a zombie head in the middle. Yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's actually a common thing that when when a game uses dated technology, it gets bad reviews and, and they, they even call it in this uh, PC format review, they call it a Duma like but it's yeah. not. But it's not Doom, and it's it has a big red X for uh, 3D card support. And it's <laughs> like no, it doesn't. And bleh. but actually, these these late games that use a bit outdated technology, they tend to hold up the best mm. over time. I mean, it, that still happens. I mean, like look at any like what's that game where it's like uh, well, anybody, somebody just uh, you know, I just told somebody. The other day, I bought the box Retro City Rampage and whatever it was, 20 bucks, 25 bucks. And somebody, was, somebody called me crazy for spending 25 bucks on a, on a new, brand new DOS game. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, okay, whatever. 
Yeah, and it's it's funny because uh, this month or, or last month in April we were playing Blackthorn, uh, which which also has a similar thing going on that it's um it's quite late for that style of platforming game, but I guess yeah, it's it's a yeah. bit of a yeah, it, it, it's a bit too late for Prince of Persia. <laughs> yeah, but it's really refined, and they it's a really well, good game. Exactly, it looks great. They know what they're doing. Um, Which, by the way, did you see any of the later games, later releases of the game where they changed the sprite graphics into pre-rendered three D stuff? Looks awful. Really? Yep. Oh, yeah. Look up either the Mac version or the I don't know Sega CD version. Hmm. It looks awful. Well, we'll talk about that next month. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so at the time the game didn't get too great reviews, uh, but actually it holds up pretty pretty well nowadays. So yes, yeah, I think that's so. interesting. Got a good legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you talked a little bit about how fun the multiplayer is. Mm -hmm. We did actually play some recently, didn't we, Florian? Yeah, we did. We didn't explore all the modes, I feel. I think we only... No, we only played Bloodbath. Yeah. Which is... I think it's mostly Deathmatch, right? There's nothing new in there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's just called Bloodbath for fun. Yeah. But it was pretty good. We were uh, at uh, the revision demo scene party last week. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, we all met up. There were actually the five of us. And uh, we were in this big hall and uh, they had like 600 Wi-Fis. <laughs> so uh, we thought, oh, yeah, let's let's play multiplayer over Wi-Fi. That, oh. that should work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't work at all. I can tell you that. But uh, good thing Florian, uh, he, brought a, he brought a Switch. Like a, a, a Nintendo a Switch, wow! No, no <laughs> a Nintendo Switch, a network switch, like one of those, one of those boxes, and the cables go in, and suddenly yeah. the game was well, sadly I only had yeah. three uh, Ethernet cables, but luckily there was a retail store n- nearby, so you guys huh. got some additional cables. Yeah, I was going. They don't have extra cables to revision. What kind of demo parties? <laughs> well, actually, actually, or demo parties have changed since the nineties. They don't have like booze and, and and energy drinks on every corner and, and cables. <laughs> everywhere I, I guess if we had asked them if they could lend us a few cables for playing but they would have uh, but they would have kicked us out because otherwise we read the rules they say no games oh Whoops. yeah it's so. uh, <laughs> these demo party guys they're really about showing demos i mean i watched a couple i think i even downloaded some for my spectrum yeah there were some really nice 4k demos for uh for the old, old yeah. stuff for and for, for, for dos too there was mm. like this whole uh 256 byte, <laughs> yeah. byte and all of them were for dos because mm. where else are you going to get anything for other 256 <laughs> bytes actually the plan was for us to uh, submit a demo as well but we didn't quite finish ours but uh yeah it's a good it's a good reason to go next year right florian Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh yeah, we're hoping to to have a DOS Game Club demo nice. uh, shown somewhere as well. So yeah. You should have had a demo of a demo and then <laughs> the first vaporware demo. Exactly. Sh- shareware. Say sh- sh- show yeah. first thirty seconds, say you need you need to pay money for the other sixty. You can buy the rest for ten dollars. We'll mail it to you. Uh, Send a check. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, once we got the the cable uh, stuff sorted, then it ran fine. Um, I, I don't. I think it's still one of those old style games where you have to go through the setup utility to get into the multiplayer stuff, mm. and it also doesn't have uh, like a, a client host right. uh, setup. So it's just IPX. Yeah, so it, yeah. it just goes around the chain. Yeah, what you actually do is 
one person starts a multiplayer game and they enter some settings. It's it's basically the same as Doom. Mm-hmm. And the the first person who chooses the settings, all the the other person people who also want to join, they have to pick exactly the same settings. Hmm. So it's yeah, it's this old school way where everyone enters how many players there are, and ev- every player enters the. Uh, well, I don't think you can pick the game mode right away because I think no, the, no, you, you do that in in game. Yeah, exactly. So it's just the the dumb, the number of players, and then the game launches once everyone's there, and you can uh, pick the modes from that. But yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it's really fun with those physics again because like everything mm. just flies and you can jump really high and mm. move around yeah. really really fast. But yeah. Blood is also obviously since it's such a challenging game, put it on well done difficulty and you know play multiplayer co-op it's really fun yeah well the, the thing is uh, all of us were blood newbies totally uh, except for bitrot i think mm, but yeah yeah uh, so we, we didn't use any of those fancy f- tricks and anything no we were <laughs> but it was fun nonetheless yeah i think it, actually it works pretty well when all of the players have no skills <laughs> <laughs> then it's just oh my god you're on fire oh my god me too ah! <laughs> So. <laughs> and and let, let's let's not forget about these insults that the game issues. Oh, really? oh yeah, there's the, oh, the insult my buttons. god, that's the most nineties thing. I don't think you can put that in a game nowadays. No. Like these <laughs> these messages, like half of them are about anal rape. I guess. Oh my yes, god, so sodomized by. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's, that could be. That doesn't have to be anal, right? Uh, well, they I, I actually. Know, mentioned... I know not. I, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's some others are in there, but yeah, too. <laughs> it's yeah. So yeah, that's uh... hardcore. <laughs> Is there something else to to add to this, Florian? Um, not from my side. Hmm. It works works pretty well as a deathmatch game, I think. Yeah, and that's that's all I have to say. Yeah, exactly. You should totally put it on the Long Island thing, uh, Anatoly, because... Uh... I will try my demos, especially now that it's so much easier, you can just do it out of the menu with Blood GDX, and it works perfectly. Yeah. It actually works across the internet as well with the same thing, so... Hmm. Right. Yeah, I think I think we we could just use the DOSBox um, IPX over IP stuff as well. Yeah, but the, I, I think the, the, the delays and latencies are a bit terrible for that. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's probably not going to work out too well, especially for no. a game like that. We, we, we tried that with Doom and that didn't work very well. Yeah, no. DOSBox uh, IPX net only works, you know. Locally. Yeah. On the local. I mean, you can do it over internet IP, but it will desync in like moments, yeah. basically. But, you know, like a modern source port, which I'm sort of hoping when, uh, which I maybe why they're taking so long to release it, because I know it's n- nearly ready to go. When Night Dive releases theirs, I'm hoping there's going to be like either a Steam Workshop integration or Steam Multiplayer integration. Hmm. I'm really hoping for that. Yeah, it would be cool. Mm. Yep. So, um, should we. Should we talk a little bit about, uh, I mean, source ports? Uh, you already said that it's the either the Blood GDX or the N Blood. Those are like the two big good versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also Blood Cross Matching, which is kind of a remake, isn't it? Yeah, there's actually there's been multiple remakes attempted yeah, yeah, over yeah. the last like decade and a half, and none of them really got anywhere mm. much. There was one on the Quake Engine. Is that the one? No, I always think the one. No, the one the Quake Engine was actually. Oh yeah, well that was before. It was by the same guy. That's right. Blood CM was the thing before Build GDX. It was by the same guy. It was he right. was reverse engineering Blood and then implementing it in the scripting for Eduk Thirty Two and actually right, got yeah. very close to 
to what it was. But that project has now has been deprecated in favor of Build Your DX. Right. Yeah. And Nblood got a got an update really recently. Yeah, like a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that, that Nblood has on uh, Build GDX is uh, Build GDX uses a modern renderer. Mm. So the colors are, like, I think it's it renders in true color. Ooh. While in Nblood, you can have uh, original 256 color rendering, which renders shadows exactly like the DOS version with which Build GDX doesn't. That's just up to a personal preference, really. Yeah. Uh, but makes Nblood a lot more accurate right. in that sense. Mm-hmm. In the right. visual sense. And do all of these also include the expansion stuff? Uh, as of the recent Nblood update, yes. Right. So that's the Plasma Pack version then, I suppose. Cryptic Passage. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Plasma Pack episode, you probably don't want to play anyway. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Cryptic Passage, nah, not the best of Sunstorm's work. Hmm. But, you know, it's it, yeah, it's fun for a spin, I guess. Right. Blood by itself has enough content to, you know, more than enough. I mean, episode three is already too hard. Yeah. And episode four, it's just like, yeah, oof. Um, mm. It's because by that point, and then, of course, it introduces, you know, cultists with, with, with Tesla cannons. Oh, God. So, yeah, exactly. Like, by that point, you better be really good at the game. Yeah. Otherwise, you get, you get, you are not getting through the first level. Right, <sighs> yeah. So, well, you're saying it got easier over time. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, it's easier until it gets, like, too hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, basically, episode three and on is, is just really, really tough. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, the last two episodes are last episode is pretty much impossible. So you'll be swearing bloody murder. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you you did mention there's a sequel, Anatoly. Did you know there's a sequel? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah. But um, well, we don't we don't have to go into it like too much in detail. But no, we don't. I, no. <laughs> no. No. But I mean, we should mention there is a sequel. There is right? a sequel. I mean, it was rushed. It was unfinished. Everybody blames everybody for it. All uh, right. People blame the publisher. It was released unfinished. It's buggy. It barely. You can buy it to this day. It's available on both GOG and Steam. You probably won't be able to run it, even though you'll pay money for it. Mm. Yeah. Um. It was very unstable to begin with. It's still unstable now. A. It's. It's just. It's awful. It's unbalanced. Yeah. It's clearly unfinished. It's. It's. It's mm. terrible. There is no balance. It takes place in the future, hmm. but they took away the setting to begin oh. with. So you, you you fire bullet weapons and laser weapons and it's in the future and it's wow. bad. It, there's a ridiculous amount of dialogue and cutscenes where it just cuts to static characters. Okay, like because they don't they don't animate. No, so so it just like cuts back and forth and sometimes like camera pans slowly. It's very terrible. In fact, if you want to see how bad it is, uh, I'm not a fan of like this shouty angry reviews on YouTube because I'm not 15, but. <laughs> And the uh, there's the guy did one on Blood Two series from this guy called CV Eleven. That's C I V V I E. I think Eleven. Okay. Just look for CV Blood Two. And yeah. It's like a series of two or three um, games that sort of well, basically just go through the entire game, showing all the you know right. all the terribleness of it with the very shouty, angry commentary and some. There's the clip of Gordon Ramsay going fucking raw is used a lot, um, like a lot, a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I I did enjoy it because Blood Two to this day is one of my biggest disappointments, like in yeah. gaming ever, ever. I don't think I've ever been more disappointed by the game than I have with with Blood Two. Uh, Sadly, does it use the same engine? It's a it's a lift tech. It's a first generation lift tech, so it looks exactly like Shogo. In fact, it shares quite a lot of things with Shogo as animations, effects, sounds. 
And Shark is also not good, but but it's it's marginally better than Blood. And it came out it's, it's almost at exactly <laughs> the same time. I think Shogo is also unfinished, actually, ah, but it's less nice. It's less unfinished than Blood 2, yeah. sadly. Can you actually buy Blood 2 by itself? I think it's always in this double pack with Blood 1 and 2 combined, right? Or not? I think it's by itself, but I think Nightmare Levels included, which was like, you. there was also an expansion for Blood 2, which was also not good. <laughs> Did it um, fix any of the issues? No. Well, hmm. it depends. It added more stuff that I think got cut out, so they finished some of the stuff and threw it in. Right. And it even has a nostalgic level that has mentioned some textures and cultists redone in oh. 3D. It's the entirety of that mission pack can be finished in about 20 minutes. And again, it's awful. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, Blood 2 is, is, a, is a big, big shame. Uh, but luckily, Blood 1, pretty good game. So. Blood 1, mm. good. Stood, definitely stood the test of time. So, yeah. Um, we did cover a lot of stuff, guys. Um, yeah. We didn't talk much about the enemies, but like, I, I just mentioned like a couple of my favorite ones, but there's, there's, mm-hmm. there's a large variety of enemies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're, they're basically in a bunch of groups, right? I mean, there's, there's the human, uh, human-like guys, like the cultists and the priests and the... The zombies. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of animals and then there's a bunch of monsters. Uh, yeah, I'd, I guess. I didn't realize that the rats were actually enemies until I started taking damage. I'm like, what's, what's doing that? <laughs> well, they're <laughs> really like tiny, rats. aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, you can, you can step on them. Yeah. You can step on them, you can jump on them, you can pitchfork them, and you can set them on fire too, but why waste the, yeah. the ammo? But you can set them on fire. Lovely. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like, there's really, uh, there's even uh, like moving plants later on, hmm. sort of, yeah. that shoot napalm at you, but that's like way later. That's in the expansion and... It's a it's in the levels nobody cares about. <laughs> <laughs> and then there, there's that hand, right? There's like oh, the yes. hand, the, the, the evil, thing. The clearly evil dead two hand. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's Adam's family. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it, it also says the evil dead line. So right, like, right, uh, right. But it's, it could oh, go right. easily. Yeah. Uh, of course, the spiders that uh, uh, that that when they bite you, your vision changes. Hmm. Yeah. When they poison you, it, it does that, that drunk effect where it just goes from side to side and there's multiple sort of uh, layers of the same thing, like the trails they're trailing. Yeah. There's also glitches in the in the hut then, right? Like the ammo will fluctuate and your health will fluctuate uh, if you get bitten. Yeah, uh, I think so. I mean, uh, generally, if you play this game in DOSBox, there's a lot of visual glitches because you, you're supposed to be setting the machine to... Uh, oh, maybe maybe uh, it. <laughs> No linear frame buffer frame buffer otherwise like every time there's a floor of a floor it will glitch uh and it'll flicker constantly mm. yeah every time you play a build game in dustbox visa underscore nor flb is your for the machine is your friend yeah that's a mm. good tip dustbox pro <laughs> tip see people did listen yeah. all the way, all this all the way all the way in for nothing we talked about the reviews previously and you said um the bad ratings were probably due to the game being compared to newer games or newer technology games. Mm-hmm. But um, this German review that I quoted earlier, yeah. they actually compare it to other built engine games. Oh. So mm. um, this, this German guy says, I, I can't really get excited about Blood. Just yesterday I had a ton of fun with Shadow Warrior and Little Wang. Now I'm supposed to wander with Caleb through dull oh, and moldered no. corridors. Oh. Designing a horror game that takes itself seriously is, in my opinion, a what? big mistake. How does it take itself oh, seriously? Yeah. That guy was playing a different game. Also, Shadow Warrior. <laughs> Fuck you, German guy. <laughs> Shadow Warrior, by the way, I mean, I, I want that game to be good, but it's so imbalanced. Mm. Like, 
It's it's so terrible. You think blood is hard? Like yeah. blood is hard is at least for something that mostly is in a sense fair. If you're if you're fast and quick enough, Shadow Warrior is like uh, all over the place. It's terribly unfair. Mm. Uh, whatever. I'm just I just don't like Shadow Warrior. I I, I wish. When people think of talk about blood games, they always bring up Shadow Warriors like one of the greats, and they almost never mm. talk about blood. Mm. Every time I do a poll on Twitter, being like, "Pick your like the big games," like nobody votes for blood. Well, except in our poll. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's because I also mentioned blood when I quote tweeted your poll. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I will take full responsibility for skewing that that vote in that direction. <laughs> That's quite all right. Actually, Florian, uh, I'm looking at the the PC format review now that uh, Richard scanned in. And they also say, uh, well, this game got a 62% score, but they gave Redneck Rampage a 70% score. Mm -hmm. So Uh, Redneck, that's a really really tough one. I mean, Redneck Rampage, I'm not going to bag on the humor because that one is clearly doing exactly what it's setting out to do, right? So like it knows its humor and it goes for it. Yeah. It's not like you have to re-examine it in any way like you do with Duke Nukem. Or it's not as misguided as Shadow Warrior because like in Shadow Warrior, there's this whole element of like, okay, we've seen three martial arts movies. Yeah, hey, <laughs> go China, Japan, Asia. Um, his name is Lo Wang. Oh, God. Uh, but, uh, aye, aye. but like in Redneck Rampage, it's like they even specifically released the cost pack, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that you could get for a dollar. And it's just this whole backstory of your neighbors being cloned and stuff. So like... Is Redneck Rampage a better game? I would say no, but Redneck Rampage is also very different shooting-wise. Maybe some some years later you can review that because that's more of an exploration game than a shooter game. Hmm, that's interesting. Because in that game, in that game, especially in the first Redneck Rampage game, you you die a lot. Yeah. So like enemies are awfully overpowered, but there's all those giant maps that you giant open maps that you traverse to find keys and find switches. It's almost a puzzle game, right? Uh, mostly. So they play very very differently where where the focus of blood is the, the gunplay and the physics play and your immediate survival on entrance in pretty much every room. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck those reviews, right? Who's playing, Redneck, yeah. who's playing Redneck Rampage in the year 2019? Some people, I'm sure, do. I do sometimes. I, I guess we'll cover it eventually. I mean, yeah, yeah, but like yeah. blood, blood is a lot more accessible. Blood aged well. There's tons of content. Right. Everybody should be playing Blood. I, if you were listening to this podcast and you are not playing Blood right now, I, I don't know what are you, what, what are you what doing. Are you doing? <laughs> yeah, pause everything. Play Blood. It's like five dollars on, on. Uh, yeah, it's on, on Gog. Uh, on Gog and on Steam. And maybe if you're if you waited long enough, maybe if you listen to this podcast post the second quarter of 2019, you'll be able to buy a full on commercial release from Night Dive, which comes probably with some extras and maybe some good stuff that makes paying for it worth it. Yeah. Mm. Also, um, if if you want to pay for it, um, I think you can still buy it on GOG. Yeah. Or I can buy it again on GOG. Exactly. But there's there's yeah. a problem if you're in Germany. Um, even before the game was released, it was put on the infamous uh, index of youth and dangerous media. Of oh. course. So it, it was never available for sale in Germany. And when you enter or when you search the game on GOG from a German internet connection, then you you won't find it. Right. Uh. But of of course there are tricks you can use like a. Um, a VPN or a proxy or Tor or whatever, or ask a friend to buy it for you on <laughs> or, or piracy. Once, once, once uh, well, that's that's not an option I want to um, <laughs> uh, endorse. Yeah. But um, well, 
once you have it in your in your game library, you can download it through yeah. normal means. So All right. Yeah. Just getting it in there is interesting. It's mm. also extremely collectible. Yeah. If you have any of them in boxes, people want literally I what I mean literally hundreds of dollars for each of the each of the variants. Yeah. Wow. Uh, which is why I don't have the physical plasma pack. I have everything else, but not the physical plasma pack because people want like 300 bucks for it or more. People just want like 50 to $100 just for discs. That's crazy. Uh, That's ludicrous. In, in, jewel, in jewel cases, it's, it's ludicrous. Don't wow. pay them. Don't do it. <laughs> Make a drop so I can buy something for $20. Jesus <laughs> Christ. But there's a... I have a YouTube video where I'm literally devaluing my blood collection, where all of my blood collection was sealed and I open all of it on yep. camera. <laughs> so I do the same. It is. Oh, that's lovely. We'll have so, to put yeah. a link to Watch that. Watch it and if you're a collector, weep. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Games are meant to be played and enjoyed. As a collector, I totally agree. Yeah. Go tear them open. <laughs> I, I think I have some blood discs somewhere around here. I mean, now that they're worth money, I'm gonna I'm gonna search for them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have some kind of double pack with blood one and two in them or something. I don't know, but yeah, blood what now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so any other thoughts on what do you think of this game now? Uh, maybe Tim? Yeah. Um, well. There's just something I wanted to mention is that are, are any of you familiar with the game Ghouls and Ghosts for the arcade? Yes, I am. Because Blood Blood really gave me a feeling of that. Huh. It was that sort of sort <laughs> Look of thing. How hard it is. No, well, yeah, partly, <laughs> but in terms of its feel and its style and its sort of B movie horror thing going on, it's 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 that. And I, I love both games. I think they're both brilliant and I would totally recommend Well, <laughs> it's not a Ghouls and Ghosts podcast, <laughs> but yeah. Blood I think if you first get into it, it will take you a while to get into just because the the first time you go around a corner and you find a cultist and he just snipes your head off straight away. Mm. Like they, they are quick on the draw, so you've got to you got to really get a feel for the game. But once you do it, it is very rewarding. It's a ton of fun to play. Um I will just say as well that if you've not if you've got no sense of direction, like I haven't, then you will get lost on episode <laughs> two very easily. I was wandering around for in circles for maybe 20 minutes trying to find yeah. like the fire door or whatever. Well, that's what I do in every FPS, so whatever. That's what I do in real life. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the fire door? Oh. <laughs> I have this key. I don't know where to put it. <laughs> so, yeah. What did you think, Florian? Well, uh, I actually liked the game quite a lot. Um, huh. I mean, in, in the um, Duke 3D episode, I said I liked Duke 3D more than Doom. An uh, opinion I have since revised, but... Yeah, I actually like the game a lot. It's it's a lot of fun. And if you're into shooters at all, I think you should try it. Yeah, totally. That's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Although the one complaint, uh, apart from what I already mentioned, that there's really little ammo in the first episode, which makes it a bit... I'm, I'm pretty sure back in the day, I just played it with the unlimited ammo cheat on and then just blasted through it. But it also, sometimes it feels just a little bit random like they just tossed in everything they could think of which is fun in a way it's it's very 90s to just you know it's filled with these pop culture references and random just yeah i don't know it i'm I'm not sure if it's if it's really coherent at times and it's not i'm just wondering like why can i do this why is it, it but maybe that's also the point just to put everything in it that they could think of maybe that's yeah what they were trying to go for rule of fun yeah, it is a lot of fun. I mean, it's I, you can clearly see 
Well, I think, Anatoly, you mentioned that the development was actually a bit rough and, and filled with uh, difficulties. But I also sense that they sort of had fun doing this, right? So... Yeah, it, it definitely comes through that the team team wanted to make a really, really good first-person shooter. And right. it, it took them a long time to get there. Hmm. But like you can tell that they refined a lot of what they... Like that the ideas uh, for mechanics have been tested times and times over just because of how long it took to make. Hmm. So you can clearly get that from, from that game. Uh, yeah, also I forgot to mention one of my favorite uh, gags in, in the entire game. I mean, there's so many, but... I always forget about that hidden, you know, how Duke had the, uh, oh, that's one doomed space marine. And like uh-huh. Shadow uh-huh. Warrior had the Lara Croft strapped to a wall. It's like, oh, yeah. she just raided her last tomb. I'm not going to do the accent. Why am I doing this? <laughs> uh, 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 but, uh, and like all Clean those Clean your mouth. Ha- yeah, I know. But I didn't do one that's, that's bad. I didn't do I just pitched my voice up a little bit. Um, <laughs> but like Blood has, has Duke Nukem in the secret. And I love that. It's actually oh. animated. Like, you know, it's Duke Nukem who, who's missing a leg and two arms. He's hanging upside down the chain. And you press use on him and he starts like swinging from side to side. <laughs> and, Ke- and Caleb says, shake it, baby. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and I cool. love it. <laughs> that's great. There's also a, uh, there's a Jack Nicholson from uh, The Shining somewhere as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From the, yeah his, well, he goes, yeah, yeah. Johnny. Yeah, no, there's everything. There's like a Freddy Krueger sweater and, and hat. There's Jason's mask. Mm. There's uh, there's all kinds of stuff. They yeah. all wire a calendar. There, there's all this stuff. But the Duke Nukem one like always always gets me. Yeah, it's more fun when they're poking fun at each other. I feel than just random. Yeah, random movie stuff. Right, because the other stuff the other stuff is just quoting. But this is an actual like that's a there's a joke in there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I guess that's it then, right? I mean, unless someone has something to add that we have. Oh, me, me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we could talk about this forever, I'm sure. But, well. I can. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's cool. I mean, yeah. So uh, that's that's blood, I guess. Are, uh, is there stuff going on in the in the club, Florian? Well, there's always stuff going on in the club, of course. But <laughs> exactly, um, yeah. You mentioned before in April we played Blackthorn, which will be the next episode. But obviously, yep. um, April is over now. Mm-hmm. So in May, which is now, we're playing Rise of the Robots, which is a fighting game, a genre that we have uh, neglected so far yeah, for some reason. Criminally, who suggested a this? Terrible sin. Yeah. <laughs> Very clearly. Uh, and so is the game. It's terrible citizens suggested <laughs> well, this game. Yes, we, we, we just literally browsed the suggestions and this was the oldest fighting game that was suggested. So, But it's also, it's suggested by the same guy who was on the... Um, What's the the game uh, with the train in the, in the polar oh, stuff? Uh, 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 what was Trans- it called? Transartica. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Love that game, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's the same. It's the same guy who uh, he suggested to play this game. So I guess he really loves frustratingly <laughs> difficult games. Yeah. I no, guess. no, Rise of, Rise of the Robots is just bad. Transarctica is like a quintessential French game from the early nineties. <laughs> yeah, where, where they're impossible but very beautiful. Yeah, I think Rise of the Robots. It was mostly really hyped. They they had big words about how good their AI was and stuff like that. And people, well, it'd have to be if it's robots. Yeah, but then it came out and it had nothing yeah, of that. Was, so everyone was just going, what? Is this it? Uh, 
But yeah, I think we should just revisit it and see if it's really that bad. <laughs> and also there's a sequel, uh, Rise of the Robot 2, which is actually, I think, a lot better than the first game. But, and which because, is also because, well, I mean, so. what isn't really? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, but I mean, well, it's, it's like the reverse of blood, you know? It's like this, this time the sequel is actually a better game. So, yeah. I don't know. We could check that out next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what's 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 going on? Well, actually, Florian. Yes. We did have a different. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a different game for May at first, didn't we? Well, yes, we had that game for several months, in fact. But since a certain developer doesn't release his stuff, um, we will postpone until. Yeah, it's well, yeah. it's until it's released. I think it's it's super fun. Um, we're talking about Planet X3, mm-hmm. which was uh, developed by the 8-bit guy who has a popular YouTube channel. I think it's super cool that that he's It's it's a, it's a it's a fun game. Yeah, I've played it and it's great. And and it's just amazing that that he's put all in all this effort to make uh, an authentic DOS game in 2019. So that's just I mean, I really hope that we will feature it with the club at one point. Well, we will as soon as the download version is released, <laughs> right? Well, that's the, that's exactly the thing. I mean, it's at first it was only uh, supplied to Kickstarter backers, which, you know, it's it's fair enough. Those people backed the game, made it possible. So, yeah, that's great. But now the game is on sale, um, like for the general public, uh, but only physical copies are being sold. So... Mm-hmm. And and that's cool. I mean, I totally think people should get a physical copy if you're like a fan of this stuff and want to have it, hold it in your hands. Like, uh, yeah, that's super awesome. But if we if we feature this game now, then we're basically forcing our members to buy a premium version, uh, which outside of the US, it, the the the, um, the shipping can get really pricey. Right. Yeah, to, to Germany, it's $15 to Germany. Exactly. So Don't, don't ask me why I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just only fair to wait until there's a download version available so people don't have to pay these shipping fees just in order to check out the game we're featuring. I mean... Makes sense. Yeah. I think that's only fair, right? Yeah. And we, we don't uh, want to endorse piracy of any kind, so... Yeah. No. What? <laughs> what? What's that? No. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I mean, I mean, clearly, yeah. um, for, for abandoned wear, we, we can accept that for abandoned wear, but for stuff that's uh, new developed, uh, please don't. No, no, definitely. Like, honestly, it's, it's, not, it's not, not even joking. No, 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 just totally don't. not. And, well, I just think it's cool uh, that, that the fans of this game, they should totally buy the physical copies, and I hope he sells out quick, because once he does sell out the physical copies, then the download version will become available. Well, I've done so, my duty. Uh, have, have you ordered your physical copy? Definitely. Very tempting. I have, I have, I've had my physical copy from, from the... I, I backed that Kickstarter day one. Ooh, yeah, awesome. get you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, look at me, Mr. Dust Guy. That's me. I'll, I'll own it. I am actually wearing... Wait, I'm wearing an 8-bit guy shirt right now, actually. Well, there you go. Wow. Which, you, you can't see it, but I, I met him at the convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. And I bought stuff from him besides the game. So ah, he awesome. has no idea who I am. Thank God. <laughs> well, he's not on Twitter, is he? That's no, he's not. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I mean, I totally look forward to, to featuring this game and hopefully even having him on the show and talking about it. It's clearly a labor of love. If you browse mm. through the manual, it's full of these technical details and all the stuff they researched and put in. It's, it's really awesome. But uh, yeah, there, there just should be a download version before we can feature it, I think. So Yeah, totally. There you go. Is that it? Well, um, 
unless Planet X3 download gets released before that day, we should also talk about June's game, mm-hmm. maybe. Okay. Which will be um, Knights of the Knights of the Sky, which is yeah. a World War One combat flying simulation. So uh-huh. I don't know anything about it, but it's from Macropro, so it should be yeah acceptable or good, I guess. Yeah, it's. I think it's just Red Baron, but just a, a more simple version of it. But it's pretty fun. I actually checked it out, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. So, uh, and it, it's been a it's been a long time since we had a flight sim on. So uh, yeah, we had only one so far. Yeah, and that was in year one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's cool. So and and really, what we're doing is just we're working our way through the suggestion forums. So. If you have a cool DOS game for us to play, then then totally put it on our uh, suggestion forum, and and we'll eventually get to it. And you know, we'll uh, we we try to invite uh, unless the suggestion is ridiculous. <laughs> you mean like if it's not even a DOS game? Well, someone suggested Half Life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what? We're yeah, not going to do Half Life, are we? So yeah. But uh, as I said before, maybe if we package it with a Windows ninety five installer, but I, I digress. Yeah, technically it could run on DOSBox, I think, but yeah, I don't know. No, <laughs> Pro- uh, probably not. Not on not on, on DOSBox PCM, probably. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, what, whatever. We're not going to do Half Life. So uh, suggest DOS games, and we might play them. And we hope to. Uh, we, we try to invite people who suggested games uh, onto the show. So uh, yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Um, if you're into this DOS stuff, uh, come join us at dosgameclub.com and, and post on our forums and just uh, talk with us on our IRC channel, which is also linked from the site. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter, where we're also called DOS Game Club. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's it, I think. If you're listening to this on a, on a podcast app, please uh, leave a, a review and, and, well, just let us know what you think, because that's awesome to read and it helps to to uh, reach the show to other pl- people as well. So, uh, so yeah, please do that. And, well, other than that, I guess that's all. So, uh, thanks a lot, guys. Not a problem. Always a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for being on the show and, and, and talking about blood. That was a good time on this show. <laughs> 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 and and uh, see you next time, right? So, uh, bye. See you. Bye. bye. Yay. See? Perfect. A perfect length.